Well, I'm so glad that you are tuning in with us today as we kick off a new series. And I'm really excited about this new series because it's talking about the vision of Miles City Church and where we're heading over the next year. And I'm telling you what, God has given us an incredible just vision, this like platter before us that he has come up with, that he has put uh, into our hands, into much is given, much is required, and he has given us much to do. It's pretty incredible, and I can't wait to share with you what it is. One of the things that uh, when you think about our church, and if this is your first time watching, I'm glad because you're going to get an inside look of what our church is all about and, 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 and the theme of, of, what, of why we exist. Our vision as a church is really simple. It's helping people move towards God, helping people move towards God. It's the mission based off of the Great Commission when Jesus says, go therefore make disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So that's like the mission of our church. But then how do we go about doing it? How do we know if we're actually doing it? How do we know if we're actually winning? And so that's when our, our, our mission was then coupled with the vision of being a church that is a share, shape, sending church. It's almost like a dial for us to help us stay healthy, to help us stay on track, to be a shared church, to be a shaped church, to be a send church. And I'll talk a little bit more about what that means specifically. But every year when when we talk about our vision series, uh, there's a theme that goes with it that God puts before us. And I'm super excited today to cast that theme, to cast that vision for us today. And so, ladies and gentlemen, the theme for Miles City's vision year this year for Share, Shape, Send is not that. Not, definitely not darkness. Everything okay back there? Did we lose power? Oh, shoot. That's not the theme. Darkness is not the theme, okay? Wherever you're watching, if you've gone dark, that's not the theme, folks. But this is the theme. Light is the theme. As we know, We live in a world that is filled with darkness. But because of the hope of Jesus, it's a game changer. And the light of Jesus changes everything. And so it reminds me of the amazing verse where it says in Matthew 5.14. What does it say? Let's just read this wherever you're watching. It says this, you are the light of the world. So not only is Jesus the light, he says that we are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. It says that no one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone. It gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, it says, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Not only is God the light, but when we put our faith and trust in him, he says that now we are the light and the responsibility that we have, that we are the light of the world. And so when it comes to our vision of being helping people move towards God and, and being a share, shape, send church, we're basing it off of this concept of light, of share, shape, send, of light. And that is the direction that we're heading, and I'll explain here in a minute. So when we think about the idea of being a share, shape, send church, being a, a, a church about light based off of this um, share, shape, send model, uh, we're going to couple that with this idea of, of share is that we are going to help people see the light. We're continually asking ourselves, how are we going to help people see the light? Introducing them to the amazing hope of the gospel of Jesus. And this year, 
We're going to do that in many different ways, but one very specific way that is very unique that we're super, super excited about uh, to make traction into our city and beyond our city is introducing our new church that we're starting and I'm excited to bring up Maki Umokoshi up to the stage. Come on up here, Maki. We're so glad that you're here. You guys know Maki. Maki's always picking on me. I'm picking on him. <laughs> For sure. But uh, Maki and his wife, Sonny, came here. How long, how long have you been here now? A uh, year and a half. You, you, a year and, and a half. Eight months or so, yeah. Two weeks they got here before the world shut down during COVID, mm. and God provided a place and funding and all this stuff. It's incredible miracle stories that, that have taken place to get you here. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's amazing. And from the very first time uh, when we first launched our church, I remember sitting out in Novi or out by some of these Asian markets yep. and just saying, God, if you want us to help start a Japanese church, here we are. We're open-handed. Just show us. Show us what to do. Bring the right leader. And then literally, puzzle piece after puzzle piece after puzzle piece, years later, here's Maki, his wife, Sonny, and their daughter, Reka. Hmm. And so, Maki, why start a Japanese church in our city? Like, why? Right. So in our city, there are about 15,000 Japanese people living here. So say that again, how many? 15,000. 15,000. And that number is not like a static number, but the number itself is always changing. New people coming, old people going back to Japan. It's a constant flow of people moving always every year, and it's just a wonderful opportunity to present the gospel to them. So, so awesome. And there's not one, correct? There's not one Japanese-speaking pastor in our city that's speaking a Japanese language service. Right. So that's got to change. It's got to change. And so that's why Maki's here. We're so excited about that. So then as we began to plan and talk about what this church would look like, uh, as we've typically done, we send out a church planter and they find a facility and they go after it. But then we started to talk to say, okay, what's going to be the best on-ramp for you to launch this church? And what were some of the things that we just started to talk about? Right. So, you know, initially we thought we could just do it ourselves, you know. <laughs> I am this samurai from the land of Japan, you know. <laughs> you know? Like, I have the seppuku culture, you know. Yeah. We can do this. And, but then as we got to know the people living here, we started to learn that a lot of the people, the Japanese people, are looking for communities that are outside of their company communities, their closed Japanese-speaking communities, and they want to have an authentic local American community. So we discovered that. And also, a lot of the people here are families with kids, you know, and the kids go to the local school. They speak English. So we, when we noticed that, we began to kind of, uh, kind of start thinking that maybe when the parents come to our church, I can preach in Japanese, but the kids could be part of the Mile City, you know, the Kids City family. Yeah. And there's a great ways in which the two churches, Mile City and Hikari, can work together. Yeah. So instead of launching Maki and Sunny off as an independent church plan, we just started dreaming about, yeah, what does it look like for kids and Japanese families to be walking down our Plymouth hallway, checking in their kids to Kids City, and then having a simultaneous Japanese-speaking service and say, hey, Maybe we just need to stick together mm. and have another location, a Japanese location here on site. And so 
We're so excited that we're, we're launching not an independent church now, but we're launching a, 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 a Japanese church location uh, that will be tied to us. And so we were pretty stoked about this. And then, you know, I'm like, tell me how to say Mile City in, in Japanese. And, but then I think I called you and said, yeah. well, wait a second. There's no miles in Japan. <laughs> we don't use miles in Japan. We, we use kilometers in yeah, Japan. So what are we going to do? So then... Uh, that's when you came up with the concept of this. Let's yes. put it up on the screen. And what does this say? It says Hikari City. Hikari City. And Hikari means? Hikari means light. Light. It's a light city church. It's a light city. And so there's the symbol there. And then as we were talking one day over at my house, uh, he's writing out like, okay, how do, you, how do you write this out in English? Hikari. And then he says, Travis, you're not going to believe it. And I'm like, what? And then put it up. The Lil, right there. It's there. The connection. There you Unbelievable. Go. If you didn't know, Lil's yeah. our symbol for Miles City and our name as well. And yeah. so we are so, so jacked up to see how God is going to use this Japanese church in our city to reach people. What is it? 0.2% of Japanese? 0.2% of you know, population are Christians, yeah. yeah. So just not a lot of people following Jesus or understand how much yeah. Jesus loves them and wants a real relationship with them. And we're super excited. So this is going to launch next fall, but we are already have kicked off the online Japanese service. <laughs> and what's incredible about this, if you think about it, our online church, you know, look, you can watch anyone you want, right? There's so many great churches out there that, that you can watch. We're a small fish in a big pond of churches doing online church. But with Maki, he's a big fish in a small pond. There are not, um, there, there, we haven't really found hardly any modern churches reaching the next generation in the Japanese culture. And so we truly believe, I, I truly believe this could be the biggest thing we've ever done in terms of getting the gospel out there to the world. So Maki, yeah. we're so stoked that you're a part of our family. We love you. <laughs> Thank and you. it's incredible. So Thank you. So that is the concept of what we're going to do when it comes to seeing the light, okay? So now let's continue in our, in our, in our journey on our Share, Shape, Send model. So we, we're going we're gonna to see the light with launching Hikari, but then we're going to help be the light and help shape. And so what do we do as a church for shaping? We're normally using the seven, right, as our, as, as our model. Our seven, this is the seven mile markers, and we truly believe if we stay on track with these seven, we're truly going to be helping people move towards God. And we're seeing so many wins all throughout the seven mile markers of our church. But we need spaces, we need facilities to help us make disciples, to help people be the light as after they've discovered what the light is. They need help being discipled to, to truly uh, grasp that for themselves. And so we're super excited, as we've announced earlier, that uh, our church and our Lion location, we've been, we've been kind of homeless, and now we have, uh, we have just closed on a facility here in South Lyon, and, and we cannot wait to open the doors of this space. And so part of our extra mile to help us be the light is acquiring this facility and what that's going to take for us. And so we're so excited for this to launch, hopefully, early part of next year of 2022. Not only that, uh, when it comes to a building and a facility, but one of our church plants that we launched a few years ago was called the House Church with Roland Caldwell and his wife, Teddy. And they're in the inner city of Detroit. And because of COVID and different circumstances, they've lost the facility with which, with which they were renting in. 
And so we are striving to help them find a facility, want to come alongside them financially to help the house find a house. And so that's going to be another part of our being the light to help one of our church plants grab onto a house so that they can thrive and be the light uh, in the inner city of, De- of Detroit. And so that is the, is, the, is the share, be the light model. We're going to help get us two facilities locked in uh, so that we can expand the glow of our light. Next in our share, shape, send model is the idea of we are the light. And this is the concept of always being a church that wants to help start new churches. And so we're starting a location, right, with a Japanese church. But now we're starting this year, it's incredible, we're starting two more churches this coming fall. Uh, We've had two amazing church planners I'm going to have come on up on stage that have been in residency with us over this past year, and they're working now through this starting of the year to actually get into launch mode, into into the launch mode phase. And so let's bring out Ryan and Dave. What's up, guys? Glad you're here. What's going on? You guys know these guys. Um, So we'll start with Dave, okay? So Dave... um, why don't you tell us the church that you're starting and where that's going to be? So I'm starting the SEED Church. SEED uh, is an acronym for Salvation, Education, Edification, and Discipleship. Uh, God has been pulling my heart and stirring my spirit to the city of Roseville, Michigan. So awesome. that's where we're looking at starting the SEED Church. Roseville, Michigan. And where are we thinking? Is there a specific spot here? So we have a few options. Uh, the f- new development is a recreation center in the city of uh, Roseville, which is uh, where I serve right now as a working. And um, yeah, this is one of the locations in which we're looking to start to see church. That's incredible. And right now you're actually working here. Exactly. Creating relationships. Building relationships, networking, and getting a chance to know uh, the fabric of the city of Roseville. That's so awesome. It's been so cool to see just in the last few months, God kind of putting these puzzle pieces together for you to be on this part of town, right? Before it was a question mark, but now really narrowing in on on this Roseville area is just so incredible. And they were just so proud of you and are so excited to get behind you and and, and this new work that God has placed on your heart many years ago. Um, And here we are. It's getting close, buddy. It's getting close. The manifestation process is good, man. And I'm appreciative of Miles City and yourself, man, for just extending the opportunity for me to serve as an apprentice here at Miles City. Yeah, man. Next, we've got Ryan, who's been a part of our family uh, since week seven. Week seven. Week seven, Ryan shows up, then he gets dunked, he gets baptized, and then he starts volunteering, getting on the crew, then he starts serving with our students. And and then during COVID, he knocks on the door and says, Travis, uh, it's time. Can't can't hold it off anymore, right? Couldn't deny it. He couldn't deny it. Couldn't shake it. And so tell everyone where God is stirring in you to start a church. Yeah, so we feel stirred to, to start a church in Wayne, Michigan, and that'll be called Lanterns Church. Lanterns, wow, another theme of light here. Yeah, just light. see the light Come just on. flowing. Light there, of the okay? world. So Lanterns Church, and, and then we got in the city of Wayne, uh, downtown Wayne. Not a lot of people are just feeling called the Wayne, man. <laughs> and I just love that that about you and how God has specifically said, no, this is where this is where God's been cultivating that. And then you've got your launch team meetings already happening. How are those going? They're doing great. And like you said, not everyone feels called to Wayne, uh, a city like Wayne. And there's a team. God is just showing off over and over again as a team is coming around me that has a heartbeat for the city of Wayne and bringing revival and being the light to that, that city and to their surrounding cities and to all ends of the earth. So it's, it's 
it's undeniable. We feel called and we're going to just keep making ourselves available. It's so cool. It's so cool. Well, we, it's it, next fall. Let me bring these guys in here. Next fall, it's going to be so incredible because within, we looked at our calendar, within three weeks <laughs> in September, we are going to see within seven weeks, seven weeks, uh, three churches get started. Hikari, Seed, and the Lanterns, and you'll be number seven, and you came week seven. Yeah. It's unbelievable, the, the number seven. That number, man. And so, but man, just you think about the expanse and the multiplication of our light going out into the city is just going to be incredible. And so we're so excited to get behind you guys and um, be the light together. So thank you for your obedience to start a new church. Okay? Yeah, so let's give it up for these guys. I know you're clapping from, from, from the couch. They're, they're, they're clapping. They're, they're roaring for you guys. It's unbelievable. So... This is a lot, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're talking a location. We're talking two church plants. We're talking uh, getting our Lion facility and a facility for the, for the house church in Detroit. I mean, what an, an, an opportunity for us to be a part of expanding the glow, to just shine brighter all throughout the city of Detroit. It's just unbelievable uh, what we get to be a part of. And so what is this going to take? And, and, and as you think about the vision and, and what does it mean for you to be a part of this vision if you're a part of this church family? That means that all of us, 100% of us, in order for us to accomplish this, we've got to go extra. And what do I mean by extra? Every year we talk about going the extra mile. This is us going above and beyond what we would normally give here at, at Mile City to help do what we do, uh, to really ask ourselves, what does it mean for us to be extra uh, to give above and beyond what we would normally give. And look, at, you know, I know sometimes when we talk about money in church or generosity, it's like, okay, oh, here we go again. But we try not to like have that be the culture here because we get really excited about what we're doing. And, and it's not just about us, right? It's about not just being a, a church that's about our seating capacity. It's about our sending capacity and what we can do together to say, wow, we're going to go after this. And this is what God has put before us. And so here's kind of what it's going to take for all of us to be a part of what we're going after. So let me kind of break this down for you. So this new church, we got at an unbelievable rate, God showed off miracle after miracle to get this number to $550,000. And uh, we didn't have $550,000 in the bank. And right now banks aren't loaning to churches because of all the risk of churches right now. Uh, but uh, we have an amazing uh, sending uh, network that backed us and gave us this loan. So we're super thankful for them uh, taking a risk on us so that we could go further faster. So that is a miracle in itself that we got that. But as we look at our line location, we know uh, the improvements at a bare minimum uh, is going to be an, an additional $200,000 that we're going to have to raise. And then when you look at these other uh, the, the money that we've been already saving on top of it, uh, when we think about Hakari, the house, the Landers, and Seed, we're going to need another additional $100,000 to, again, get at a bare minimum to help these. And so right now we'll have a grand total of the goal that we're trying to raise is $300,000 extra than what we would normally bring in here at Mile City so that we can be the light and take on this great vision. Now you're probably wondering, well, this doesn't add up, right? This is kind of the bare minimum. And this 550 I wanted to put up there just to be transparent. In the history of our church at Miles City, we've never had debt. We have never in our history have had a debt or a mortgage to work with. And so I don't like having debt. And so I want us to, you know, get this debt away as fast as we can so that we're not bogged down by building and we can just keep being the light 
and continuing to multiply. So um, this is what we're going after. And again, like I said, it's going to take 100% of us to be extra. Now, you might be saying, well, Travis, I, I already give as much as I can give here. Um, I, I don't have any more dollars to give to this space. And, or maybe you're thinking, man, I've never given here. Maybe this is the opportunity for you to say, okay, yeah, this is a good onboarding time for me to, to trust God with my finances. Giving God our finances and trusting him with our generosity is one of the hardest things in our faith to actually trust him with. And I'm telling you, it is so worth it when we actually can give and let go and say, okay, I'm trusting God with this. It is more blessed to give than to receive. I've seen it modeled in my life over and over and over and over again. Now, for some of you, again, it might not be dollars, but, but, but maybe it's you saying, okay, over the next year, okay, maybe I don't go to Starbucks five times a week. Maybe it's just one time a week, and then you add it up through the year, and what would that number be? Maybe that's saying no to a certain amount of clothes, or maybe that's saying no to uh, you know, eating out so many times. Whatever it is, or maybe it's an item that's just laying around your house that you love, but you know you don't really need because you love something way more. And so every time we do this at Extra Mile, you know, speed of the leader, speed of the team, I'm wrestling with this too. My wife Jen and I are wrestling with this too. We bring our kids into the mix on this. What was it going to be for us this year? And so as God was putting before this vision for me and for our church, um, he started to wrestle with me. What does it look like for Travis and Jen and the Whitakers to go extra? And I'll never forget, I was running. And as I was running one day on the dirt road, he put this item into my brain. And I'm like, nope, not going to do it. Not going to do it. I'm not giving that away. I love that too much. I love that too much. And then my next run, put it in my brain again. I'm like, not going to do it, not going to do it. Sure enough, just kept going. And then finally, he messed with me enough where I realized this is what I needed to let go of. And so, again, I don't, I'm not trying to say this to brag. I'm just trying to say this because I want you to know as the leader of this church that I'm taking this seriously too. And I wouldn't ask you to do something uh, that, I'm not, that I'm not participating in as well. And so, for this year, for the extra mile, what God put on my heart is to give away Selvest, oh, my Jeep. And maybe you're thinking, well, man, your Jeep, you know, what's the big deal? So, I, I mean, I have loved Jeeps for since I was 16. I've had a Jeep Wrangler since I was 16, and this one I've had for a, a long time and tricked it out and blacked it all out. And there's just something about Jeeps, and it's like a family. There's the Jeep wave, and there's the nostalgic, and I, I, it's hard to explain. If you're a Jeep person, you know exactly the pain that I'm feeling right now. And, and look, at, look I, I have a brand new truck. My wife has a, has a great vehicle. Um, it's not like poor Travis. I don't, it's not like I don't have a car to drive. But I've never had a third car. And not like it's bad to have a third car, but you know what? It's extra for me, and I don't really need a third car. You know, I thought I'd save this for my kids someday, you know, to, you know uh, four or five years down the road when he drives. But, you know, hey, Jesus could come back in four or five years, so we'll worry about that then. But right now, it's this idea of letting go of something that I love. But letting go of it because I love something even more. And that's a question that I'm just going to pose out to you. What is something that you might need to let go of? Let go of something you love for something that you love even more. Because this vision of what we get to be a part of and expanding his light throughout the city in this unique way, man, like what better thing to invest in? I mean, what better thing to, to take the resources that have already been given by God, he's already, they're already from him anyways, for me to give back to him, trusting him, so that we can be a part of expanding that light. Second Corinthians tells us this. 
It says, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. Again, every single one of us, if we're going to pull this off, has to do their part. Each of us have to decide in our hearts how much to give. And listen, don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. Don't, don't do this out of pressure because I'm telling you to do it or, you know, like, or oh, fine, I guess I'll do it. No, no. But don't be pressured by man. But God does put pressure on us to challenge us, to stretch us, to trust him, and to say, hey, you know, am I more consumed by this material thing or by the way I want my bank account to say this number instead of this number? You know, he's going to stretch us there. And so don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. And so it's really important. I want us all to just wrestle with this tension of what it looks like for us to go extra. I love the story um, when Jesus says in Luke 21, 1 through 4, it says, while Jesus was in the temple, it says that he watched the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box. And then a poor widow came by and dropped in two small coins. He says, I tell you the truth, Jesus said, this poor widow has given more than all the rest of them, for they have given a tiny part of their surplus. But she, poor she is, has given everything she has. Remember, there's no gift too small and there's no gift too big. It's about the heart. It's about, as Hebrews 13, 16 says, giving sacrificially, giving to those in need, pleases God. And so, yeah, for some, you know, $100 is, is a massive amount. For some, $10,000 isn't a massive amount at all. And so we, we have to all do our part and, 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 and really wrestle. And that's what I want us to do. Again, it's not about the item. It's not about the number. It's about all of us wrestling. Wrestling like I wrestled for a month, <laughs> wondering what it was going to be to, to, to sell my Jeep and give the money towards Extra Mile. And so what does that look like for you? Again, it's going to take all of us, 100% of us, to go extra. So I want to challenge you with that, um, very specifically. And then once you figure that out and decide, uh, then you can just go right here, milecity.com, extra mile, and there's a form that you can fill out, really simple. And it's sometimes you can just make it a one-time gift. You already know what it's going to be. Or uh, you can figure out, okay, well, that means that I can do this much for this month, and then we have a whole year. This is going to go on for a whole year of what can I do throughout the entire year uh, to go extra. And so I just want to thank you in advance for taking it seriously and helping us help people see the light and have a place to be the light, to be shaped, um, so that we can be the light together, all of us together, and then look out if we all do our part. The brightness and the glow and the shine that's going to reach our city is going to be incredible. We are the light. Now, for some of you, if you've gotten this far and you're listening to the vision of our church, but if you're honest, you're saying, you know what, Travis, um, I've never received the light in my life, and you've never experienced that. I just want you to know that God loves you so, so much that 2,000 years ago, he gave his one and only son, Jesus. And he died on a cross and he rose from the dead. Why? Because all of us are, have darkness in us. All of us have a sin problem within our hearts. And it's bad. And it separates us from God forever. And as we walk through this life with darkness and we're alone, it's not a good life at all. 
But then God loved us so much that he said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give my son and I'm going to make a way so that the light of the world now can be placed inside of my creation. Do you have the light of Jesus inside of you? Have you ever said, I want to receive the light of Jesus into my life? Well, if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Stop living in darkness. Let the God of the universe light up your life. And if you trust him to do that, and it's not by what you can do, it's not how much you can give, it's, not, it's by your simple belief. And when you do that, look out, man. Changes it forever. It changes your life here on this earth and it'll change it for eternity. So if you've never received the light for yourself, if you've never received Jesus, I wanna give you that opportunity right now. And so wherever you're watching, just close your head, bow your eyes and just say, Father, here I am, here I am. I want to receive your light in my life. I believe in you, Jesus. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you rose again for me. I don't have all the answers, but I'm putting my faith and trust in that. I confess my sins to you and all my flaws. Thank you for being the only one that can clean up my sin. Right now, I receive you, Jesus, the light of the world into my life. As we keep praying, my friend, if you truly meant that, oh my goodness, if you truly, truly meant that, the scripture is so, so clear that you have the light inside of you and that you'll never perish because once you have the light of God inside of you, the enemy, the darkness, it's got no power over you. So be encouraged, be encouraged. Father, thank you for those that are watching. And I just ask that uh, the challenge that's been set before us to be extra, that you would mess with us and we'd be obedient and um, uh, so that we could be a part of this great vision that you've put before us in our, in our church. Father, um, right now, um, we're just so thankful for your light and that you've made it available for us to receive. We pray this in the power of your son's name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. If you made a decision to put your light your life in the light of the world, Jesus, then please don't walk alone. You can just text the word Mile City to the number on the screen there, and we will celebrate with you and answer any question you have as we are a church that just strives to help people move towards God.